Hi guys, this is the ABCs of a high school podcast with Heidi Lay. Many of you listening know me from church, school, or my family friends, but just as a reminder of who I am, I'm Heidi, a rising senior in high school, and I'm graduating in 2021. I'm also a homeschooler at Live Oak, and I've been homeschooled for five years now. I'll talk more about my own high school and homeschooling journey in another episode, so make sure to keep on listening. This podcast will be covering all topics and subjects related to high school, especially my personal journey and advice for parents and teenagers about not only simply surviving in high school, but also living and doing well. I'm going to high school in what I would consider a pretty unique circumstance since I am being homeschooled in the Bay Area and am the oldest kid in my family. In other words, I'm the guinea pig. Because of this, I feel like I have a lot to say about living and growing through my high school years in a Chinese household and also in a very competitive hustle and bustle environment. My podcast will be featuring some very special guests to me, most of whom are teachers, trusted friends, and people who are older and wiser than me who I consider my mentors in life. My goal for this podcast is to hopefully offer a new and different perspective on high school and allow you to simply learn from my mistakes and also offer a bit of parenting advice. I consider myself a pretty vocal and strong-willed person who speaks their mind, so I hope that I can help the parents out there to understand the things that your teenagers might feel and experience either now or in the future, but are too afraid to tell you for fear, you know, you might feel even more disrespected or won't understand them. These are things that I feel that Asian parents must know and hear. Sometimes it is really hard for parents and kids to understand each other, but hopefully through this podcast, you parents can get a look into what goes on in a teenager's brain and heart. So without further ado, I am going to introduce my first guest. Today, I am going to interview Diana, the person who inspired me to start this podcast, my heaven-sent ACT tutor and college counselor, who also happens to be the founder of Millennial Prep, a test prep and tutoring center based in San Jose. She is someone who has really given me confidence and drive during my junior year, and someone who has really brought out the best in me. And because of all these things, I knew I wanted to have her as a guest for my first podcast episode. So let's get right into it. Hi, Diana. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you as my first guest. So let's start off with three questions that I will ask everyone who will come on. Um, Okay. So the first question is, what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger ninth grade self starting high school? Okay, let me see. Something that I could tell my younger ninth grade self. Well, I would, I think it's really important to kind of figure out like what's your core values, like what's really important to you. I think sometimes like when I went through high school, I just felt like I was just going through the emotions, you know, like, okay, I have to go to this class. I have this for homework. I should, I'm somewhat interested in this club, so I should do it. But I think taking that time to reflect on what's really important to you can help you focus. And so like, for example, I didn't take the time to sit down and say like, what are the important values that are important to me? And then let that guide me because there's only so much time we have in our day anyway. So why not focus on the things that are really, really important to you and then, and let those values guide you because I don't think 
you know, college admissions, sure, grades and all that stuff are important to some degree, but I think they want to really get to know you as a person. And I think they want to know why do you do the things that you do? And I think that's a hard question to answer, but I think that if you kind of take the time to reflect, to be like, okay, what's important to me and let that kind of be like your guiding light for the next four years and just not just four years, but like for the rest of your life, right? I think Mm -hmm. that would be um, important. I don't think I, I don't, I didn't do that. So like in high school, I was just going through, you know, I was going to class, hanging out with my friends, doing my SAT, um, sure, like I should do this thing, but I felt like I didn't really have my why. And so, Mm, um, yeah, like, why do I really want to do this? Do I want to do this because I want to get into college? I mean, I don't think that, that, that I know that's something people have to think about, but I feel like why is that important to me is an important question to ask because I think high school is just like life is about individuality who Mm -hmm. are you and at the end of the day college is about like they want to get a sense of your individuality and sometimes like like when I do help people like sometimes I think they were so focused on like their academics that they maybe didn't figure out their the individuality part as much Mm, and then so they end up talking to me a lot about academics okay I don't think colleges care too much about that okay so when do you think you figured out your own like individuality like does it come with maturity or do you think it's okay that you're just kind of going through the motions during high school okay I think we all have it but I think we don't get the self-awareness part oh like for example no I mean like don't get me wrong like I feel like with you you have some if Uh self-awareness like we're I mean right like and some people are a lot like I think you are very self-aware I just Uh wasn't a very self-aware individual in high school it came a little bit later for me but Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the students I work with like I've seen the gamut like I've seen kids who really know themselves who found themselves in high school Mm. and I've seen students who also feels uh, who also feel a little bit lost as well and somewhere in between and that's totally okay and I do find that the kids who do know themselves know themselves and are very self-aware of why do they do these things this is so important to me and I'm going to act on my beliefs they do very very well and it's like they do very well with the whole application process but they Mm -hmm. just it's just but it's okay like if you haven't figured yourself out too like that's fine it comes with time I think Mm -hmm. to answer your question though I think we've always had moments opportunities to know ourselves but I think um for me that self-awareness didn't come until later though but when Mm -hmm. I look back on my life I'm like oh that must be why I was so interested in this yeah or in middle school I really wanted to do this and nobody told me to do it but I really want I did it because I just Mm -hmm. felt like doing it those are moments where it's like oh that was like oh that's me you know that's who I am I hope that answered your question I feel like I found that the self-awareness really helps when writing college essays now because if you don't really I don't know know yourself you don't know yeah why you're saying these things and why you're doing what you want to do and so yeah yeah I think that's really important yeah and with you Heidi like I feel like when we talk about stuff um I don't know it just flows and I think it's Uh because you do know yourself very well and we were able to connect the dots very easily yeah 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 okay that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second question is, okay, so what is one thing you wish you had the guts to say to your parents? So any like struggles you were going through, like internal struggles, or maybe like 
hurtful things they've said to you that you just kind of had it bottled inside of you that you maybe felt too afraid to say but then eventually like you really wanted to tell them and just anything yeah okay the thing with me is though like what I mean so you know my job I meet with a lot of parents and students and um and what I love about them is that they're so like hands-on and maybe a lot of students may not like that because mm-hmm. they're so hands on. The thing is, I really like that because my parents gave me too much freedom. Mm, oh, interesting. That is yeah. the opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's, like it was good because I get to like do what I wanted, but I also could see that uh, cons too because sometimes you need a little bit of that guidance. But my parents yeah. were very just like, if you want to do something, just do it type. You know, so oh, they were just okay. not. Yeah. So they weren't Wait, like, you- so I. Yeah, go ahead. So you like had like no regrets in like high school because you kind of just took the reins and just did whatever you really wanted to do. Yeah, like I'm very independent. And I think I think it was because um, I don't I I think my independence came because like my parents were a little bit like, for example, like in middle school, I really wanted a job. So Mm -hmm. I asked my dad, like, so he guided me on that. Like he was saying, okay, let me talk to some people. And so I got a job and that I got to make my own money. It was very like just two hours a week, but you know, to me it was very special. Uh Um, But I feel like that was a very important moment of like individuality too, because Mm -hmm. I realized like, I'm a very, like, I don't like depending on people. I feel like mm-hmm. that work ethic, I, I got it from like working at a young age. For me, mm, that was my, yeah. you know, but my parents were a little bit like more hands off with me. So, I mean, if I needed something, they'll say, okay, here you go. And then, so I, sometimes I recognize that, like, for example, when um, a student called me today and she was asking me about stuff, um, I worked with her last year, but she wanted to ask me about stuff, like her picking up the phone call, I already know she's already an individual, independent person. Yeah. You know, her parents. So, so that's my parents. Like for me, I didn't feel like, so I don't know if I had the guts to say anything because they were just maybe like, could you be a little bit more involved? <laughs> maybe. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe. So I wanted maybe that bridge, you know? Um, so that would have been helpful, but I, I felt like it was fine because, you know, like, I think depending on yourself is an important thing. And so I got that from that Mm. experience. Yeah, that's very interesting because that's the complete opposite of most parents who I know. Like they're way too hands-on and they're just way overbearing, over-controlling. And so I don't know. I think Let me ask you this. Oh, Uh sorry. Go ahead, Heidi. Well, how does it... You know how you've met, you said you met people who like um, who have like overbearing parents. Well, how does it feel from that student's point of view to have like parents like that then? Well, then you just, you feel like suffocated. I don't know, like suffocated Mm -hmm. internally. Like you can't really, I don't know, speak your mind and definitely like everything bottles up inside of you and it kind of explodes one day. So I feel like Uh it's not very healthy. And I feel like, I don't know, because from it's, I have, I guess I, my parents are not too overbearing, but I feel like I have kind of the opposite from you. Like they're not like as hands-off, I feel like as compared to your parents, I feel like hands-off sounds pretty nice for high school honestly <laughs> I can see that but I think there's pros and cons with everything but yeah, yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from that well I have another question for you then like so like do you feel like parents who are too like helicopter parents right That's mm-hmm. what yeah, yeah. Them, right yeah does it hinder people's individuality or does it enhance it what do you think I think it hinders it I don't know I feel like why do you think from- that well, because 
they are always told what they have to do. They can't, mm. they can't choose what they have to do. And I don't know, I, yeah. from friends or people that I've seen, I feel like it's really hurt them like as an individual yeah. person. And I think it's not very healthy mentally, emotionally, anything. So mm. I don't know. I feel like that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. definitely um, the more controlling type is not, will hinder their individualism. Mm-hmm. So got yeah. it. That's yeah. a that's a nice counterpoint. This conversation, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that I can talk to someone who's like the complete opposite of like <laughs> what most people, what most people expect from my guest. Yeah. Like an, a Chinese parent, or you have a Chinese and Korean parent, which is like yeah, two different spectrums. Because I know that also Korean people are super like tiger and like Chinese parents too. But that's interesting how they weren't very like tiger parents, you know, overbearing. <gasps> Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were very busy all the time. So, oh, but that okay. was fine. I didn't mind. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I don't, to me, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't crave for like, oh, please spend time. No, I didn't feel yeah. that way. I was fine. Like, you know, I had, um, but actually, like, that's why, like, but I feel fortunate because I've met key people in my life. I think that mm-hmm. was something that you alluded to later in your questions. Mm-hmm. But like, they really like, really helped me so i mean we, mm-hmm. i can wait to get into that but mm-hmm. um or we could just talk about it now if you we want. can just talk about it right now so like you found other key people oh or my like gosh like yes kind of parents in your life or like mentors well or- yes i mean i don't know if you want to call it parents but like well one of them was um well i guess i should just call him like ken we yeah sure ken, ken. Yeah. okay so he was my peer so we went oh. to school from first grade all the way until 12th grade Wow. And you're probably but you're probably like a peer as somebody who helped you develop. Yes. Yeah. Let me explain to you. Ken was this he was light years ahead. Okay. He, I, <laughs> I maturity. Think looking, no, not just in immaturity, in almost every possible way. I guess the best way to let me give you a story about him if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so um he grew up three blocks from my house. And um, so we would, you know, we became close around seventh grade. Don't mm-hmm. worry, totally platonic, by the yeah. way. But anyway, <laughs> we were in student council together and he was president and I was like a commissioner of something. Mm-hmm. And then so, um, but let me, I guess the best way to tell you this is like, so in seventh or eighth grade, he wanted to do a science fair project. And by the way, he's uh, very versatile. He's not just science, but he's science, mm. art, reading, the whole gamut, right? Good I honestly everything. think he might be a little bit of a genius, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. I'm not okay. quite sure. But anyway, so we lived in San Francisco, right? And you know, there's a hospital called UCSF. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so UCSF um, is a, one of the most prominent hospitals. And so this guy without his parents even telling him to do it, he was just like, he had goals. He's like, look, I want to do the science. You know what he did, Heidi? What? He just walked into UCSF hospital, knocked on doors. Wow. Yeah. And they let him do his science fair project. And he won like top three or something at this like local science fair. Wow. Wow. That's him. Guts. (laughs) I would be shaking. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else he did Um, in high school? Um, you know, college counseling didn't exist. Like it started er- like in the early 2000s, actually, or like oh, late, okay. late 1999 to early 2000. Yeah. Before then there was, I don't, 
think that it wasn't like um, like you started seeing like services being offered around that time. And so like in middle school, I, I'd never heard of such a thing. But anyway, so there was a seminar and what he did was like, he actually said, Diana, do you want to go with me? I was like, oh, I can't go. But um, so he went there. He listened to this. They had a seminar. He went by himself. Um, he went to the seminar and afterwards he went directly to the CEO. They had a chat and the CEO gave him a free college counseling package. Wow. Wow. You see, like, do you see? So I was like, so we became, that's the type of person he is. Mm -hmm. And so I met him in seventh grade. And so, you know, we would just kind of hang out. We would go like biking, um, you know, cross the Golden Gate Bridge together. Uh But then he would be like, oh, Diana, you should check out these books. And I'm like, what are these books? And and then so he kind of exposed me to like really interesting things. And then he told me about this high school in San Francisco, which is the high school I ended up going to with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about this high school, Heidi. I thought I was just going to go to my local school, uh-huh. which was totally fine. Yeah. But I didn't know about the school. So I applied. Um, we did the applications together. Mm-hmm. I got in. So I ended up going to the school in San Francisco. It was a private school. And then, you know, I think he really helped me in like certain junctures. And then we even mm. worked together in high school together. And so I think because I had such a unique individual like him, yeah. like by my side, I think he influenced me in a very positive way. That's super unique experience. That's, yeah. That's because, um, yeah, nothing of, of like not to bash any of my friends or anything, but a lot of like in middle school, a lot of them were like, let's go to the park and all that stuff. And that's totally cool. Yeah. Right. I did mm-hmm. go to the park. Yeah. Right. I did yeah. go to the park and hang out with them and stuff. But I really feel like looking back can really influence me in a lot of positive ways that really mm-hmm. shifted the direction of my life. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had a friend that that long that's by my side. So that's really Oh, cool. you never know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's a really interesting story, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, are is he still, I guess, your like best friend to this day or is he like Oh, no, of- no, no. I mean, well, basically what happened was so he ended up going to Harvard for college. Not not surprising, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. Right? So he went to um Harvard and then we still kept in touch and then I th- I do know what he's up to now. He was like a crucial part in your, I guess, developing. Oh yeah, early. De- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. <sighs> That's a nice friend to have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. No, I mean, you'll never, I mean, that's why I think, I mean, that was, I feel lucky in that sense because I feel mm. like looking back, what I, you know, when I got that self-awareness, I'm like, yeah. shoot, what would have, how would, how would life been different if I didn't yeah. have him in my life? Yeah. I'm not sure if I, yeah. But anyway. Do you think he, he, was he the one who kind of I guess I don't know encouraged you for like college like which college that you applied to and um, going to UC Berkeley or um, was he not well, as much? Um, no, that one it was more like I feel like I did the whole college application myself. Um, mm-hmm. That I think I don't think I think um, I don't think we worked together on mm, you know okay. like sharing. Well, he shared. He asked me to look at his essays and stuff like oh, that, okay. but I don't think I ever shared my essays with him. But like, um, so I gave him like my input on his mm-hmm. essays. Yeah. Um, and then I think a lot. We did projects together. We did mm. projects together in high school. But um, but I think the I think you know what actually you're right um he did kind of help me in the sense like um 
So he, so our school senior year, like I'm not interested in science, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he was like, Dana, let's take a uh, science research together. It was a seventh period class. And I'm like, but I'm not interested in science. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, I think he, um, honestly, he needed a ride from me. Um, oh, okay. Because <laughs> we lived three blocks and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, okay, but I, sure, fine, we'll do it. Um, but I think like, you know, from that, I, I learned you know, things about science research, mm-hmm. you know, so if students have questions now about like science research, I'm like, oh, okay, I can help you with that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got the experience, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, so I mean, in some degree, he, he didn't help me directly with the application process. I, but I yeah. think he, like, I think we worked on interesting projects together. So I think that did make me kind of stick out a little bit more mm-hmm. in the college application process. Cause I remember my friend, we had the same GPA, the same test scores, mm-hmm. but she didn't get into a lot of the schools that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think the only difference between me and this person was I was just more involved. Mm-hmm being involved okay yeah interesting yeah okay I guess the last question for the first starting three <laughs> questions <laughs> I, know, I know Heidi I know what you're thinking <laughs> okay yeah um okay so well because I mean you kind of got to do a lot of stuff in high school it sounds like but is there anything I guess that you regret doing in high school or that regret not doing in high school well okay I don't I don't really regret my high school experience, but I kind of wish I did a sport, Mm. (laughs) you know, because, well, not because like, I just feel like for me, I think you learn a lot through sports, you know, Mm -hmm. like life lessons. And I feel like I would have wanted that, but it's okay. Like no worries. Like, and I think, um, that focus on like athletics is also good too, just for my own, like, you know, healthy well-being health. Yes. Like that. Mm. But and I think there's a lot of life lessons you can learn from Mm. like sports because I remember like, you know, when I do work with athletes like, you Mm. know, they um, they know how to budget their time really, really well. They're very, very focused. Um, You know, they've experienced a lot of like obstacles and then they I I don't know. It's just some patterns I noticed. But of course, you don't need to do that. Learn those things through sports. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's the only thing. Yeah. Okay, so I guess just uh, questions I guess um yeah specifically for you I think um I think we've touched a a bit more already touched a bit on your high school journey but I want to ask you like how did you I guess make it to your dream college I mean like I don't know if UC Berkeley was your dream college or not but I guess how did you make it and then what were your I guess parents expectations of you about college and did you meet them okay Um, well, my parents were just like, well, if it'd be, it'd be great if you could just go to these, like, like if you, a well-known school, that would be great. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So I think in the back of my mind that kind of affected me. Yeah. Um, so I was, but here's my thing. Like, so I wish looking back, I went to UCLA because I wish I wasn't so close to home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I like Berkeley, but I feel like I would have grown more by being mm-hmm. away from home that's my opinion mm-hmm. yeah and so but I only did it because I felt like you know by the way like the only reason I did it and it was just a really ridiculous thing so you know how I told you I was like kind of independent yeah so I ended up paying for college by myself so I didn't end up like my parents saved for college but I it just turned out that like I just ended up doing it by myself because wow again the work ethic that uh-huh. 
as a young person, like working, I like making my own money and mm -hmm. paying for my own things. Wow. And so I just said, to, and my parents were very concerned. They were like, how do you go through, like, do you want, like, don't you need money for books? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. but, but I ended up working um, in college too. Wow. So I ended up working a job all four years of college, which I'm very, very proud of. So like, and then I earned my own money. So I paid my own rent. I paid for my books, wow. um, paid for my tuition, stuff like that. And then, um, and then my parents were just kind of like weirded out by that. Mm -hmm, but, yeah. but I guess they didn't mind because they were like, how do you not need money from us? <laughs> That's what they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were weirded out. Um, but I said, it's fine. I got it. And then, yeah. so, but that was... Um, so I don't know, like, I guess, I don't know if that answered your question, though. Yeah, no, no, that answered the question. That, that's pretty unique because, yeah, because most Chinese parents, you, like, for a Chinese house like yeah. mine, I think it's like, you know, I don't have to work. Like, I don't need to work. I can if I want to. But parents would yeah. rather me just focus on studies, I guess, and yeah. just not go work. And then they'll just pay for everything. And they just want you to just be debt-free and set for life. And I don't know. That's, that's totally a, fine. Yeah. That's totally mm -hmm. fine. It's just, I think that's just who I am, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So do you think working, um, I guess, at a young age is like helpful, like doing like yeah. working in middle school, high school, college, and just like be consistent about it is like, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really consistent about it, to be honest. In middle school, I worked at a diner for two hours on Saturdays. Um, I made milkshakes and I was a cashier. And then I just <laughs> met really interesting people like, um, mm. but I mean, I wasn't a talkative type at that time but I just met interesting people I don't know I feel like I just I don't know I, I I'm a big believer in just like working like I love mm -hmm. it when a student said to me like she was in the she lives in the area obviously very privileged mm -hmm. um and she said she's working at Jamba Juice doing dishes and I was like I love that yeah, yeah I yeah. love that and then I said why are you working she goes well my parents said that I have to pay for my own gas and all mm. that stuff and help pay for my car because she yeah. just got her driver's license. And I, 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 I mean, for me, I'm a, I like that. I mean, I like mm -hmm. yeah, the idea yeah, yeah. of working, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not that I understand high school students are busy and everybody has their own like goals and journeys, mm -hmm. but I think there's value in working too. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I think it's a prerequisite. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I guess how, from graduating from college how did you get so did you get your bachelor's degree and did you get a master's degree or did you just yes so I ended up getting uh, a bachelor's and a master's but Heidi like I was actually really lost in my early 20s mm. so remember I told you back to the self-awareness thing yeah yeah so because you so, didn't find yourself yet, you were kind yes, of, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of drifting, and I was gravitating towards uh, careers where it had set plans. Like, oh, mm -hmm. like if you go into finance or accounting, it's that journey is pretty much set, right? Mm -hmm, you yeah. work two years doing this, then you get promoted, do another two years, mm -hmm. then uh, you try to make partner, or you, you know or work as like, I don't know, like some sort of like mm -hmm. executive or something. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like neatly laid out, like law school is another thing, right. That I considered mm -hmm. like, okay, you go three years in law, you take the LSAT, you take three years of law school and then you practice law and then mm -hmm. you try to go be partner or whatever. So I was very mm -hmm. much gravitating toward mm -hmm. those really like really defined where the roadmap was already set mm -hmm. because okay. I didn't really know myself. Mm, yeah okay right so so when what ended up happening was then I met another interesting person who sort mm -hmm. of like was that Dennis 2.0 or the Ken 2.0 oh, okay. yeah uh -huh. and then so she was more like 
it like um I guess we have were having a conversation she knows me best and she was like why don't you do your own thing I was like when she said that the light bulb went over my head like I said yes I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do education because I was always tutoring all my life so that was actually a constant so Mm, I wish I had that self-awareness again Katie you know what I mean so like I was always tutoring like from like 14 years old like you know, I, I don't know, I forgot how I did it, but maybe it was through school. I'm not sure. But let's say I was tutoring people at school. And then even after like during college, people would ask me, can you tutor me? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. And then I would make some money that way. And then even after college, like I would tutor. Mm, so okay. there were, it was like this constant. Yeah. And then I never realized that maybe these constants actually connected in some way. And maybe that means something. Mm, you know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. So then when she, she's very, she's a very self-aware person and very mm-hmm. like, um, she has a lot of experience. And then, so mm-hmm. she was telling me she could read people really well. Yeah, so she okay. was like, you should do your own thing. Cause she goes, well, cause I guess she saw something where like, I can't work for another company. Like mm, I can't, yeah. I, I thrive better when it's my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when she said that the light bulb went in and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to start a company. Wow. Okay. So that's, how that's the story. You when that happened, like when oh, she. Oh God! I was uh twenty five. <laughs> so did it take a while? Were you kind of just like lost for like a few years and then just you just yes, I was. I was. Kind of, okay. Yes. So that's why I feel fortunate to have met people, certain people in my life that sort of mm-hmm. redirected me. But I yeah. mean, not to say that I wasn't happy. Like twenty one, I just felt a little bit unsure. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted because you know when something makes you happy because you kind of get that uh, that feeling you get excited by it. Um, yeah. Sure, there's yeah. right. You know yeah. something's true to your heart. You you just know it, right? So I just wasn't. I don't know. I just felt a little bit directionless during mm-hmm. those early twenty years, which I think is quite normal. But for yeah. me, I think I felt that very much so. Yeah. So do you feel like you got your master's degree just because you didn't like yeah. know where you were yeah. going? You were just like, yes. this is kind of the road ahead and I'll just, just do whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. That was really bad. Um, but I did pay for my master's also by myself. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. So thankfully I didn't feel like I wasted my parents' money, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah. So, uh, but thankfully, yeah, I'm, I wasn't in debt or anything. I just paid it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I graduated, I did it. But but I learned a lot from that too. And then I found myself during grad school too. Like mm-hmm. I started doing things that I started getting that self-awareness. And then so I was like, well, I always wanted to like um, be in student government, but I never like really mm-hmm. pursued it. But I was like, yeah. but that's that's when I started finding myself. So I decided to run for like um, student government and then mm-hmm. I got a look and then I got student body president and then I was so excited and then I started thriving I started mm-hmm. thriving because like, I started finding myself so yeah. I started doing things that I liked and mm-hmm. then I started like actualizing them in real life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um so once I found myself once I got that self-awareness I started mm-hmm. blossoming I felt like mm, okay yeah. interesting because so when you were younger did you ever feel like were you the kind of person who kind of, I guess, bossed people around? I don't want to say it and I don't want to be mean. But no, like, I wasn't a, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I, since I was young, I've always like kind of bossed people around. And I've always, yeah. and also I'm born on like National Boss Day. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so I, from young, I was like, 
and I, I always like knew I wanted to do my own thing. Like in the future, you I want like, yeah, I've always, well, how did you know? Well, like how, and know. how old were you? I don't know how, I think it's been, it's recent years where I'm like, I want to do my own thing. Cause I was always, I always wanted just, I never wanted to work at like a desk job, like a nine to yeah. like six. I don't know. I never wanted to work for somebody. Like I was always, mm. I guess the leader, like, especially yeah. like in group projects, I was always the one who took it and like, and just yeah, was the one who kind of ordered, I ordered people around. I was, I was kind of harsh when I was younger, but now I've learned like how to, you know, try to, um, that's great manage people but like but yeah I think I from since I was young I kind of had that in me that I wanted that yeah. I feel like I'm made to be I guess the boss your own boss I don't know. right yeah no yeah. I think that's gonna save you so much time okay Heidi. really it's okay. totally gonna yeah so that's okay. what I was saying like you're you strike me as person a person who is who knows herself and I think mm-hmm. that's gonna really save you some time and mm. you never, yeah so now you just need to get like the experience and once yeah, you get yeah. the experience you when you're ready you'll know yeah mm, interesting okay yeah. um that's good <laughs> yeah okay uh, another question is what are like some common misconceptions of asian parents that you meet when they come to millennial prep and they talk to you about like high school and test prep in general what do you mean by that question like when you say common misconceptions like, do you mean like oh i misconceived them or what no, no, no. Misconceptions that Asian parents have about, I guess, oh, I see. And just like test prep and like, oh, what they have to Gosh, do, what yeah. they don't have to do, like stuff that you feel like is important for our listeners to know about. I don't know, like things that now you, you've had so much years of experience talking to these Asian people, I guess, that you like mm-hmm. know, like the common trends and like, you know, ooh, I think they shouldn't have done that or ooh, I don't know, I think they should have done or whatever I think it's kind of what you like right off the bat when you said that I just kind of thought about remember you were saying earlier about like um overbearing parents or but I don't think they're overbearing that's the thing I think they are doing I don't I wouldn't call them like on a spectrum I don't think they're overbearing because I think a lot of the parents that I work with they're very like um relaxed and like they're very like I don't know they strike me as very balance individuals mm. and all that stuff and I feel like that's why they come to me because we have this understanding yeah or this right similarity mm. in some ways too mm. right but I think um sometimes I feel like well I, by the way I mean I'm just coming with an example like what you were kind of talking about earlier like you said something about like sometimes if parents get too involved so much sometimes mm-hmm. it hinders their individuals yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes trust the children too because I feel like a lot of the high school students that I work with, they really do know themselves. Like, mm, I yeah. feel like when I, for example, like a lot of times people ask me, oh, shoot, I don't know what I want to major in, right? Mm-hmm, but yeah. so I'll do, I'll walk them through this like process that I kind of came up mm-hmm. with. And sometimes the parents are in the room, which is totally fine, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm always very blown away by the things that the students say because they're like, wow, this person is really self-aware or they really mm. know what's important to them and what's not. And sometimes I think when they hear what their children are saying, sometimes they, they do get slightly freaked out a little bit because mm-hmm. they think things like, okay, like, um, you know, they're, they just want to make sure that they, they're secure, you know, mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. But I think if there's nothing wrong with exploring their interests mm-hmm. and what they feel during yeah. this time. I don't know if that was 
so like was there no parents that kind of like surprised you like oh wow they thought this like they didn't let their kids I don't know do this or that or any I don't know well I mean I I, well I don't feel okay the thing is I feel like like again I don't feel like I've met too many like uh helicopter parents they're Mm, just more like they're like hey like if someone's interested in fashion let's say right Mm -hmm, yeah the parent might say why don't you consider CS Mm, okay so the, it'll, some, it'll be something that, like that something and then that, maybe yeah. but I get where they're coming from because the parents are like like okay yes the CS is very stable and but mm-hmm. they also have a good point too because sometimes fashion and tech can intersect mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, they definitely. actually offer a good viewpoint as well mm, okay you know like yeah so there's that factor too where the parents input can be very very helpful too in that in that area mm, okay interesting yeah. okay mm-hmm. And then I guess my last question for you is, um, what are, I guess, the do's and don'ts of stuff that I guess high school should do the summer before high school? Because definitely like my parents kind of put the pressure on before high school started. And I know that tons of parents are, I guess, starting kids that are um, about to go to high school. They feel the pressure. They're taking lots of cram classes. I don't know. And I don't know if that's like, I'm wondering, are these cram classes like, helpful should like high schoolers like how should they spend like when you extracurricular like, things like activities yeah. outside of school like that are I guess super I guess important you feel like yeah don't I I would say do you feel like sometimes it feels like a checklist yeah okay so that's the thing I feel like don't make it like a checklist because figure out what it is that you like and uh, I mm. know that's a lot harder to say and let that yeah. guide you again like I'm a big believer in like what's what are your core values what's important to you and let that guide you Mm, you know because everybody's core values are different Mm -hmm. right so they're unique it's kind of like our dna and so whatever's important to you try to like see Mm -hmm. how you can actualize those core values and practice Mm -hmm. those core values Mm -hmm. out loud in life Mm, okay that's how i feel yeah because some okay so like for I've seen like some people for extracurriculars, they kind of go all out with them and they like, give me an example, make it big, like, oh, opening up their own nonprofit organization. And I obviously have not done that. And like, okay, I see. Is that okay? Like is, is doing like little things in the community. Okay. Like not making a huge impact or like, oh, go, I went to, I don't know, Mexico and helped them build houses. Cause that's what I've seen with like these, I guess, Ivy league students who got into Ivy leagues that they did these huge things. And like, we don't see kids, I guess, like me who haven't really done large scale things. And I don't know, like, you know, do they get into whatever dream college they want to? Well, I don't think that's going to be the rest. Like, for example, I do think like leadership and initiative and impact is really important, Mm -hmm. right? It is important, but it doesn't mean that just because you don't have that, like, I feel like you, I feel like it's interesting that you say you don't have it because I feel like you do have those things too. Well, no, I, I feel like I do. I'm just saying, I don't feel like I do, I guess, projects or extracurricular activities that are just like huge like on large scales like just like mm-hmm. like I just oh open my own summer camp at home I don't have like I don't know I don't have outside kids coming in it was just mainly people that I know or like you know like okay but here's the camp. thing 
Yeah. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. I feel like with all your activities, you actually have valid whys for why you're doing it. So if mm. the person who wants to do like the big nonprofit, if they have this great why that's driving them and motivating them to do it, more power to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. if there's like something within them that's like spurring them to do this, right? Mm-hmm. That's motivating them to do it. Go for it. Yeah. And I, yeah. So I okay, think, so, but if you have a valid why, but if they're just doing it just to check off a box, just for like colleges, extracurriculars, some activities, just checking off the box, it's just not worth it. Just well, I mean, well, I mean, it's good experience too to do, mm. do those just, things too. Yeah. Okay. Because you can learn a lot about like mm. just things along the way, mm-hmm. I feel like by doing them and putting your, I think putting, I think a lot of students I meet too are afraid to try those things too. So mm-hmm. I do see a lot of students are like, but what if it doesn't work out? Mm. I'm afraid it's not going to work out. So they're, they're so, uh, they're too scared that of the failure part that they don't even try it. Mm, so I, okay. I actually like the students who actually like, well, it might fail or not, but I'm going <laughs> to still do it. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's that part too. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so I guess we can wrap up here. So thank okay. you for being here. And um, no could you, I guess, tell us about your podcast? <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you, Heidi. Well, actually I have to change the, the mission Title? of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yes. Because as you know, um, it was before SAT hacks, but now yeah. that like UCs are not going to, are sort of, basically making it optional and in a few years they're going to be test blind and then we'll see how the private colleges are going to do it but I'm mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy doing that podcast so I think I'll probably change it to like admission tv oh, something okay. like that so that could be the new focal point which is something mm-hmm. I've always been doing but I felt like I was running out of topics anyways for SAT because mm-hmm. there's only yeah, yeah, so many yeah. topics you could talk about yeah, right yeah yeah so I thought mm-hmm. eventually so the t- the timeliness it kind of meshed like, I think it's a good time to pivot. Okay. okay so are you going to still do podcasts or are they just going to be like yeah. a recorded videos? Oh, okay. I thought you said, oh, I'm going to do, do both. I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to do a podcast because I do enjoy like talking. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And then I like sharing information, but then I'm also going to do like, um, video admission video courses. So like, okay. you, you know, basically like starting from how do you figure out your major, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, how do you personal development, GPA stuff, put it all in a video course and Mm. then put it out there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's, there will be a lot more to talk about with that topic than just SAT. SAT is just kind of, it's just, it's just, uh, it's gotten old. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it is getting old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think this is it. Thank you. Thank you, Hadi. This was so much fun. Okay, we're going to stop recording. So that is all for the first podcast episode. Sorry if the editing was a bit choppy. I am working on that. But since most of you know me and have my contact information, please let me know if you have more questions you would like future guests to answer or comments or feedback on how I can improve this podcast. Well, see you in the next episode.